0: Hey there
1: Swifties, welcome back for another episode of Super Session podcast. These are your hosts, Noelle. And Alice. And today we're going to talk about the song Castle Scrambling. So we're we're talking about this song in connection to Innocent, which we talked about last week. And this is the 20th song off of Speak Now Taylor's version, It's a Vulture, and it was written by Taylor Swift, and it features Hayley Williams of the band Paramore.
0: This is actually the first feature realising, right?
1: This is a difficult question.
0: I mean, apart from karma,
1: but... Yeah, but no, it doesn't count. Yes, yeah. that's that's great. But yeah, in this case, it was written only by Taylor, and talking about features, it's one of the two that we have in the songs from the vault in Speak Now. Haley Williams talked about her friendship with Taylor in a recent interview for the man where she's at
0: working with Taylor was really special because we have known each other for a really long time in different stages of our lives we connected in the beginning when Parmore was just sort of starting to break out and kind of became a popular band and she already being successful in country music but she was kind of nearing her crossover moment and it was very exciting I was also very thankful to know someone that was my age, that was in a similar position to me. And over the years, whether we've been in contact consistently or not, I've just always been very grateful to know I'm not alone in it. She has so many experiences that I can't even fathom. There's been so much added pressure that I know nothing about. And
1: about the song Castle scrambling, she said,
0: I heard the song and was super surprised by the storytelling in it, which is no surprise because it's a Taylor Swift song, but it's about an experience that we've both share growing up in a public eye, and I just feel very honoured to get to sing about that feeling. And yeah, I really love it, I love it, I can't believe I got to be a
1: part of it. So, as we said before, last kiss, last kiss. I love that song last week we talked about Innocent and it was inspired by the incident that happened at the 2009 VMAs which is now named The Shitty Thing. Yeah. This song is another one inspired by the same incident, but it's about Taylor's perspective and her internal struggle during this event and immediately after. And it's clearly one of her most introspective songs that she has ever written.
0: So, from the documentary Miss Americana, we know Taylor's first thoughts about this shitty thing.
1: It was so echoey in there. At the time I didn't know they were booing him doing that. I thought they were booing me. For someone who's built their whole belief system on getting people to clap for you, the whole crowd booing is a pretty formative experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when the titles of the um all tracks First Speak Now were released, I tried to predict um, the concept behind each song and about this one I wrote I think it will be about the deconstruction of a belief system. I think it fits. I think it's a good description.
0: It's perfect. (laughs) That's literally (laughs) what Tara said.
1: (laughs) Because she had that whole belief system like based on people praising her. And then she had that moment when she she really thought she had lost it.
0: Yeah. So we can start with the lyrics. Uh, The first verse is once i had an empire in a golden age i was held up so high i used to be great they used to cheer when they saw my face now i fear i've fallen from grace so the song starts off in a very dramatic way i don't know uh when she says golden age it's almost like she's saying golden cage which is i know it's not that the, the lyric but it's concerning that I hear yeah. that. Um, and it actually makes some kind of sense, if yes,
1: you think it about does. it. And we talked about the golden cage thing in the episode about Cardigan. Yeah. It Cardigan. We just, well, yeah, yeah, like did. more than a year ago. <laughs> it's is crazy. Yeah, but anyway, she says that she once had an empire, which makes us immediately understand that she's lost that. The Golden Age identifies the peak of her career, in this case it was the Fearless era and this association is also given by the fact that the yellow-slash-gold is the colour of the album Fearless. And we have a parallel with the song Long Live with the lyrics It was the end of a decade, but the start of an age.
0: I mean, we have a lot of parallels with Long Live for obvious reasons. We had to consider that Taylor's career started off pretty strong Even during those first times, she broke multiple records and was very acclaimed as an artist, as she should be. And so people would cheer and be happy to see her being successful. Then we have another parallel from Long Live, tell him how the crowds went wild, but now she's fearing that it's all over. It doesn't mean that at this point of the song she thought it it really was that way, but she was scared that it would become reality. I mean, that's what happened in this first verse of "Crysta Crumbling." Now I fear I have fallen from grace. Like she says, fear. Like I think I have fallen from grace, but she knows it happened like right in front of her.
1: Yeah, it's like both fear it's gonna happen, uh, at the same time it's fear to realize that it yeah. really has happened I exactly mean it like never that. really happened
0: yeah but for her in that moment it did happen like it was real
1: yeah in reality it didn't except from like maybe 2016 but yeah, the we're fact talking about
0: other self there she wrote um, this song in 2009 when yes. that still hadn't happened and yeah, exactly. it's like she wrote about her future it's So concerning, like...
1: Yeah, it's... it's sad.
0: Really sad.
1: But yeah, in her mind she was like, Okay, it's... it's happening. Which doesn't make it less real. If you perceive it that way, it is real.
0: I was thinking that we keep coming back to this 2016 stuff. And... I don't know, maybe... Maybe we should do like... Love song. <laughs> you really need a break. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's either 2016 or the Masters. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay.
1: Okay, but after the Masters, we did like the Joe Jonas trilogy.
0: Oh well, that's so much like... better. <laughs> I
1: mean, so much no, better. but okay,
0: love songs about Joe. Like, do you want to do that? No, we have other love songs. Come on. We have, like, I don't know, hours or... Uh, love story. We have love
1: story. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dumb love story.
0: Next. I don't know. Just, just put it out there. Because I just realized we have, like, so many more episodes to, to record. And those episodes are not happy, like, at no, all.
1: No, so the next one is gonna wreck me, probably.
0: Is the one that will, yeah would just yeah do us
1: in like, yeah yeah we're you know. doing my favorite ball tracks back to bed <laughs> so, they're happy about that and they're sad as fuck but oh well wait
0: we have a song from 1989 coming out in october yeah. that is it's not happy but it's
1: happier <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> It's not like
1: gut wrenching.
0: No, no. Okay, well, okay. Let's talk about it later.
1: Enough Um, spoilers.
0: No, no spoilers. Okay.
1: And so we have a parallel with the song Nothing New Lord, what will become of me once I've lost my novelty? And then we have a kind of different Falling from Grace um, in Don't Blame Me with the lyrics And Baby, for you, I will fall from grace just to touch your face.
0: I think that it's very telling that you know after having experienced the actual fall from grace not once but twice, she would still have fallen from grace again if it was for him. She's basically saying that she will fall from grace for love and not for drama, which is understandable, but
1: <laughs> Okay, uh, then we have the chorus, actually. It is the chorus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I feel like my castle crumbling down, and I watch all my bridges burn to the ground. And you don't want to know me. I will just let you down. You don't want to know me now. So, um, she had an empire, and with that came a castle, of course, because that's how the world works. But anyway, the castle is a symbol of the empire itself, and this castle is crumbling. it's getting destroyed, it's not just a fear anymore there is the realization that now it's really happening. If your bridges are burning, you can go back to your previous path. Um, Metaphorically speaking, if someone burns your bridges, then they're destroying your reputation. And this is very fitting with the lyrics in call it what you want. Bridges burn, I never learn, Uh, but it works here too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does.
1: But yeah, anyway, she feels like her success is gone and it's over and she can go back to her throne and say. Um, she watches this thing happening and there is a certain level of helplessness in this. I feel it. Like I yeah, hear it.
0: Like yeah. I said last week for Innocent. Yes. There is no fucking hope in this song and that's why it's so heartbreaking you know in all the other sad songs about her like thoughts introspective thoughts there's always like a little bit of hope i don't know i'm thinking about nothing new there's still like the hope that another 17 year old girl will see her as a role model um even though it's not like it's not hopeful in that moment she thinks that but
1: uh, yeah is. but it's like the silver lining is yeah. there is a silver lining somewhere yeah. here in the song no.
0: there's no silver lining like at all and yeah it just hurts you know it just hurts so we have another parallel from call it what you want, of course, with the lyrics "My castle crumbled overnight." Now that we have castle crumbling, it's even more representative, I guess, of her yeah reputation being torn apart by yes, Rana.
1: because like before that I only connected this lyric to the one in New Romantics. Romantics yeah. That goes, cause babe, I can build a castle out of all the bricks they threw at me. But now we have this other connection that adds this little detail to the whole story that yeah. make it, makes it make even more sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, we knew of a song she didn't release that was called Castle Crumbling," but we knew yes. nothing of the song before it was released. So we still... I, I think we still thought of that song from Kali, What Way One. Yeah,
1: right. absolutely like, I claimed this song. <laughs> just because of that. Like Call yeah, Way You Want is my is my favorite song of a Reputation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like in my top ten in general. Understandable, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like I I gotta so I, I, I gotta love that song. It's called Castle Cromwell. Like, for obvious reasons, and then I listened to that, and it became one of my favorites, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I
0: knew. I guess we have another parallel for the bridges burn into the ground with Your Own Your yep. Own Kid, and the lyrics, because there were pages turned with the bridges burned. Another pretty um, straightforward parallel, I guess.
1: Yes. Okay, and um, then there is the second part of the chorus. This part of the song is very anti hero to me. Uh, she's telling us that in reality, we don't want to know her, even if we think we do, uh, because it would just be a huge letdown. And um, I think you have to listen to this part thinking about the quote unquote insecure Taylor, as we said last week, the one who wrote Nothing New, Mirable, This Is Me Trying, The Archer, yeah. and so on. I don't know. I would group those songs together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Maybe those feelings also come from the fact that she was held up so high. So she was like, I don't deserve this. You're like building me up. Or at least um, I interpret it that way. Um, yeah. Imposter syndrome, maybe. <laughs> could but, be, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it could be. So we thought we could ask someone who knows... Paramore as a band, very well, and so Haley Williams too, to talk about Haley Williams' experience in the public eye related to the verse that she sings in Castles Crumbling. So, we asked um, our dear friend Federica, who's a huge fan of Paramore, um, so we let her record a little explanation on why Haley Williams can relate to this song and she also briefly talked about Paramore as a band through the years so this could be like a, a reminder of you know who Paramore is because they are um, a great and huge band in the music industry. So we'll let her speak now.
2: It's impossible not to think about idol worship when you hear hey, you don't want to know me I will just let you down despite the tune being written by Paramore back in 2017. In this song from their fifth album after Laughter, Haley deals with the realization that she isn't the perfect person fun thing she is. Haley sings, Hey baby, I'm not your superhuman, and if that's what you want, I hate to lie you down. I got your hopes up, but I'm gonna be the ones to lie you down. As we all know, Haley is the singer of Paramore, a band that emerged in the early 2000s in the scene thanks to their debut album All We Know Is Falling, which came out in 2005, and they became one of the most important bands in the scene when in 2007 they released their sophomore work riot. Throughout the years, however, Paramore faced a lot of internal problems that first led to Josh and Zach Farrow leaving in 2011, with Zachary joining the band in 2017, and bassist Jeremy Davis parting ways in 2015. With Jeremy departing, into legal battles with him, and an impending divorce, Haley had to face perhaps one of the toughest times of her life. Not everyone knows that, in fact, she quit the band for a short period in 2015, leaving guitarist still York as the only member of the band. It is clear at this point why Haley said that castle scrambling is so relatable to her. She effectively was, thanks to her songs and her own persona, the great hope for a dynasty, a role model for thousands of people who saw in her an in a spark of hope, a light in the dark. Moreover, being one of the few female vocalists in a male-dominated scene, she soon became a sort of icon that had critics pitting her against other from women comparing them to her. Haley Williams, with other artists like Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance or Oliver Sykes from Bring Me the Horizon, embodied a whole scene made up of underdogs who needed a safe place where they could be themselves in a world which felt hostile and ready to reject them. However, she isn't a hero, but a common person with their own problems, unable to save anyone. It's easy to read a parallel between the lines Their faith was strong, but I pushed it too far. I held that grudge, till it tore me apart, and to see myself in the reflection of people's eyes, realizing that what they see may not even be close to the image I see in myself, from No Friend, another song from After Laughter. Haley isn't and doesn't want to be pictured as a saint or superhero, and for some people she never was. Taylor writes, used to chant my name, now they're screaming that they hate me, and it's something Haley can't understand. When Paramore, her band's fourth album, came out, a lot of people complained about the song being popular and many people also blamed them for Josh and Jeremy's departures and of course, her being vocal about their political ideas and values attracted more and more criticism. She reflects on this in Thick School, the 11th track from Paramore's last album This Is Why, singing, Thick School never did nothing for me, same lesson again, come on, give it to me directly addressing all the people who keep criticizing her and at the same time expect her to be the perfect person and puppet that she isn't. Last but not least, the image of the castle scrambling reminds the lines Well, go get your shovel and we'll dig a deep hole to bury the castle from Brick by Boring Break, a song from Brand New Eyes Palmer's third album. The track deals with the year to escape reality with dreams and fantasy just to realize in the end that reality matters more than an imaginary world built only to avoid the real world. However, while in Teller's song the castle may represent the dream she managed to achieve and was about to lose, in Brick by Boring Brick it symbolizes a dream that is nothing but an attempt to escape reality, it is a dream that has to be buried, to start living a real life that, despite all the pain, is the only place where we need to be.
1: And Then we have the second verse, which is the one sung by Haley, and it goes, "Once I was the great hope for a dynasty. Crowds would hang on my words, and they trusted me. Their faith was strong, but I pushed it too far. I held that grudge till it tore me apart." So she opens the second verse with "Once," just like the first one. Um, the dynasty brings back the royalty theme of the whole song. and the last great American dynasty. As we said before, The View was such a success, and it was followed by Fearless, which confirmed her talent. And at the point of her career, Taylor knew that she could have been one of those great artists, those who made the music's history, but she also thought that that possibility was basically gone. Now we know that Speak Now consolidated her success and that she went on to be one of the greatest. Yeah. Because you know, she is the music industry after all. Um so she was used to people appreciating her and she had built a relationship based on trust with her fans. And the faith in her was strong, but she exaggerated. Like I'm not really yeah, sure I'm how I convinced you
0: by this. I pushed it too far. Like In what way? When?
1: I don't... I don't know. I think that at some point, these were, like, intrusive thoughts. Where did I go wrong? Why? She had to blame herself for this in some way. No. Thinking about things that happened during that time, I really wouldn't know what she's talking about, like... No. no. But I get that she had those feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she felt like she had pushed it too far, she... I don't know. Uh, but anyway, this resulted in people turning against her, and she felt resentment, and this resentment ended up destroying her.
0: Yeah, I mean, also the I held that grudge to the tormia part, it's like maybe she's, she was saying I, that she she did nothing to like attack him back, you know, to fight back. And... It's like she was um, behind, you know, the public sphere, she was holding that grudge, you know, and we know that she kind of took revenge on that after 2016, so maybe she held that grudge privately, you know, and that's what made her break down even more, because she couldn't speak about it without risking her career. Yes. Also, um, in an interview from the Red Era, I don't remember honestly which one, um, she said my life has become sort of a constant balancing act between hope and fear, faith and worrying and other stuff. So it's like this balancing on a tightrope between hope and fear, faith and worrying. It's like when the faith is too strong. The hope and fear and all the other stuff just push it down and that's how the balance is lost you know
1: okay it's not a fair. let's go <laughs>
0: um then we have i don't know is this like a, um, a refrain yep. it's the pre-chorus which is the only one i guess okay special yeah um the lyrics are Power went to my head and I couldn't stop, once I loved tried to help, so I ran them off. And here I sit alone, behind walls of regret, falling down like promises that I never kept. So she felt like that success changed her. And this reminds us of Dorothea, you know the lyrics, are you still the same soul I met under the bleachers? She changed so much that she couldn't find her way back. Her friends and her family tried to help her, but she didn't want to be helped. So she became distant. And I guess that's kind of the worst thing that you could do in a situation like this, but it's not really like you're in control of yourself, of your emotion.
1: So I do that all the time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah yeah. We have a parallel from your own your own kid. My friends from home don't know what to say. And that's it. Oh my god. Uh, It's like she's keeping her distance from her friends, and they don't know what to say. They don't know how to explain this. They don't know what's wrong with her in that moment because she's not speaking, you know? And she's not speaking. I'm trying to know it's killing you like it's killing me, yeah. I
1: don't don't know know what what to to say.
0: say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now she's alone because she's managed to push away. Wait,
1: everyone. it does on since the, since that twist of fate, which is fate back here, when it all went down. I know it's fate. about another thing, okay. but it's like. Oh God! Okay. Doesn't it, say twist of fate? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I guess it could be. It could
1: be. I mean, it's but just it, similar. It was, it's. I mean, no. I think it's about completely it, like, different things. Later, like. Right, right yes, there. yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I was just thinking that mm-hmm. yeah. they're kind of similar. Okay, and um, there was a diary entry from July 11, 29, and she wrote I just got back from a trip to Canada that was absolutely refreshing and good for the soul. I never really knew what a good thing having no cell or internet service could be, but it was a great thing. And it thinks a little differently up there and I actually liked it. I started reading self-help books. It's really uplifting knowing that you can change your life today, tomorrow, just by doing a few things that you never thought of, or doing things differently than you've done them before. New things I adopted from a self-help book. Get up early, keep your cool, don't tee off on people you love, laugh more, you can control your moods, create a love account and make deposits. In other words, show people that you love them. Tell people that you love them. So she, she was working on herself. Yeah, she was. She just was. good. I mean,
0: this diary entry was before the shitty thing, so...
1: she right.
0: Yeah, I just noticed that. But I mean, that's the kind of mindset you would want to keep going when something happens to you, but you really can't help yourself it's not something you do on purpose. Yeah. Even if you have good intentions um, towards, you know, your family, your friends, you're still going to do things wrong because of how you feel. It's not like, I mean, she she was just keeping her distance because she was hurting. And I guess that's a natural thing to do in this case.
1: It's a way to react. It is. Opinion.
0: yeah. She's better, guys. Okay. She's better. Let's just keep in mm-hmm. mind that she's better, okay. okay. I hope so. Yeah, we don't um, know, really, but we, we, we see her every weekend,
1: she's there. We really, really okay. wish her Yeah, to of be. course, of course. Well, uh, anyway, we have the bridge. I mean, we had the chorus, but it was the same, so we're not going to analyze it again. Yes, then we had a bridge.
0: My foes and friends watch my reign end. I don't know how it could have ended this way. Smoke billows from my ships in the harbor. People look at me like I'm a monster. Now they're screaming at the palace's front gates. Used to chant my name. Now they're screaming that they hate me. Never wanted you to hate me. And then the chorus again. So, she's probably imagined her reign would end one day but she never could have known it would have ended because of something she didn't even do. And I mean, the battle chose her and she thought she lost it. She didn't even have the opportunity, the chance to fight back. Well, at least not in 2009. Um, and yeah. that's why we have Innocent on Speak Now instead of a 2009, look what We made me do. And... I mean, she basically raised the white flag almost immediately. But I mean, who can blame her? She was nineteen, going against the biggest rapper of all time, who was like a thirty-something. I said this the same episode, sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> like the exact sentence I just said said <laughs> so last week.
1: But also <laughs> because like we recorded it two hours ago. <laughs> it's <laughs> there in the brain um,
0: but yeah um that's that's what I wanted to talk about earlier like last week sorry <laughs> I mean, it's earlier <laughs> but yeah i mean what would you expect in this situation like i i know i would have done the same thing if i had yeah, gone through the same thing that she's gone through like it's totally understandable and that's why we have castles crumbling Thirteen years later, instead of of thirteen years ago. (laughs) Okay, that that was a weird sentence. (laughs) Or years ago.
1: Ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then we have this scene that is like straight from the semantic field of warfare. Yeah. Um. When I. When a seaside city is attacked or sacked, the first thing the attacking army does is burn the fleet to stop the eventual escape of the attack. Don't know about you, but we can really see this scene. Like, I really pictured this.
0: Yeah, burning city, uh, a crumbling castle, a burning city, a burning fleet, like a smoke everywhere. It's like, what? Like, it's the exact opposite of, like, long live. And half was big like, now. It's...
1: Yeah. If I was able to paint, oh, yeah, this Absolutely. would be a great painting, but yeah. I'm not. So, um, painters, do yeah. <laughs> that with the image I have in my mind. Yes, yeah, of course. Paint is painters' award. What? Artists. Painters, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: How would you say that? I don't know. Paint? Painters? Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Okay. We have a couple of parallels. One from Auntie Hero. Sometimes... (laughs) he said the same thing last week, but... Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby. And I'm the monster on heel. Because people look at her like she's a monster. And from Innocent. Wasn't it beautiful running wild till you fell asleep before the monsters caught up with you? And the monsters, in this case, um, are obviously the horrors and traumas one experiences while you know, growing up. But what happened to Taylor was a monster catching up with her. And it was so daunting and scary that it's like she became this monster that was changing her. Like for some time she felt like she was what happened to her. But you know, who you are is not where you've been and all that
1: is the um, second half of the bridge is basically describing every celebrity or artist's worst year, I guess, uh, which is being hated by those fans who used to love them. And this happened, or at least Taylor thought it was happening right in front of her from out of nowhere, and it must have been devastating for her, also because she was just 19.
0: Can we just talk about how she sings? Never wanted you to hate me, because it is truly devastating. And no, I just no. Yeah. It reminds me of a nothing. I'm just too soft for all of it. Like the way she sings that. And I mean, it makes sense because those two lyrics are basically about the same thing. Like she was too. She's too soft for all of it, and she doesn't want anyone to hate her. Even less so yeah. her fans, you know.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking about the music here. Yeah. Because like never wanting you to hate me is like sad like has a side. Like yeah. it's very um soft but in a sad way. There are also like those like bells
0: things that, that happen right after. Yeah. That's like the definition of soft, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then right after she says this, like we have decorous uh, again and comes in very strong.
0: Full force. And so it's yeah.
1: like a bit of chaos, maybe, but in a good way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like it's like she's devastated by this scene. And she's like, I don't know, in my mind, it, I just picture her standing on the walls. You know
1: what? Watching a picture, all the scenes. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Like the um the scene from the I Can See You music video where she's in the inside the vault. Yeah. That she when she's like devastated in there. Yeah. But also in the painting she's outside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. Both is good.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, we have another diary entry from March 11th, 2008. May 11th, 2008. And she was...
0: 2008? What? May. From May 11th.
1: Are you sure? Did I see March? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I heard you. can you check? not <laughs> 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 No, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll i uh, we have this diary entry from May 11, 2008. Uh, she was talking about her first time attending the Met Gala. He wrote.
0: The red carpet for the gala was held on the stone steps up to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. There was a tent over it and paparazzi on each side of the stairs. When we got out, the papa started screaming for me. It was crazy. And of course I put it... And it is crazy. It, I put it... Uh, here in the script because it's the same thing she she's saying here in the bridge. You now they're screaming at the palaces front gate. Like she was in exactly in front of the Met Museum. Yeah. And people were screaming at her because they were crazy for her. But it's not a good scream right now. Like they're screaming yeah. because they hate her now in castle Crumbly.
1: And yeah. I picture something like... Yeah the french revolution (laughs) yeah i picture it Um, like oh my god um with
0: like the the, the, um the beauty and the beast (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) yes
0: of the villagers with the the, like the forts and uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah torches yeah that's that's exactly what i picture i mean i i I can't help but the picture Fairy tale things for Speak Now. So for Castle Scrambling, yeah, and then here so we have, that.
1: yeah, and yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you, but no, um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say that the castle um, was very used in Taylor's early discography. Like, if you think about her um, most famous song at the time, it was definitely a Love Story. Oh yeah. Uh, if you think about the music video, yeah. she's in a castle and during the Speak Now tour. There was a castle. Yeah. Oh no! It was the fields tour, yeah, but yeah, yeah. also the um... this big number tour was very like fairy tale, fable. Like fable, yeah, yeah, fable, fairy tale. Those things with yeah. castles. So yeah, like it's that world that is just being destroyed.
0: Exactly. It's like her early childhood. It's the the breakdown of her early childhood, which. Held so many hopes and fairy tale ideas of everything, not just love, just everything else, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's what Half of Speak Now is about. Exactly. In my opinion. Which is why I love this song so much. It really gives a voice to that feeling that you have while listening to this album. It has the enchanted side. The exactly. fairy tale side, and then it has the dark side—the one with the realization that your childhood is over, that you have to the deal with adulthood. Side. The haunted, yeah, exactly, the haunted side.
0: Taylor kind of talked about this also in Miss Americana. Um, what she says—it's uh, basically more about what happened in 2016. But I think it still applies to castle crumbling. Basically she said, you know, the hashtag Terceito is over party was like number one trend on Twitter wild, And she asked herself, do you know how many people have to be tweeting that they hate you for that to happen? And then she goes on saying um, this. We're people who got into this line of work because we wanted people to like us. Because we were intrinsically insecure. Because we liked the sound of people clapping. Because it made us forget how much we feel like we're not good enough. And then she ends with... When people fall out of love with you, there's nothing you can do to make them change your mind. They just don't love you anymore. I mean, I guess you start feeling that way after what she She, she went through
1: seven years ago. Mm, okay, then we have the chorus again, and I want to say something about this, because um, because in my opinion, uh, the You don't want to know me now here is different, because in the first part was like, no, you really don't want to know me, you think you do, but you don't, and here it's like, you oh. just don't want to,
0: oh. like, you
1: don't care about me. Oh, you're right. Heartbreak. Oh my
0: god, you're right. Yeah, and
1: it's I didn't think of all it, oh it my gets God. this new meaning. Which it makes does. it um even sadder. It does. But yeah, okay. Uh <laughs> then we have the oh, sure. okay. culture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh where she repeats three times once I had an empire. Uh it's very subtle.
0: On genius, there's like this part also in the beginning before the first verse, but i do not hear it. Like I cannot no. At all. Yeah,
1: same. Right?
0: Okay. Same. But it's listed at the intro, and I don't understand how that's possible because I do not hear it. I mean, maybe it, it is there, but I just can't hear it. I don't know what's that about, but <laughs> 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 it's it is the outro that that we're sure about. It, it sounds like a mantra, but not like a mantra. It's just like a. A phrase being repeated over and over. (laughs) What? Are you okay? It's like a phrase being repeated over and over in like an obsessive way. And she sounds incredulous. Like she had an empire, but now she's lost it. And she can't believe she's lost it this way. I mean, she still remembers the golden age of this empire, even though it's crumbly right in front of her. And she can do anything, but watch um i actually feel like surely like knowing taylor's mind through her songs we know almost for certain that she's she must have thought of this happening a thousand times before it's actually happening
1: yeah for sure
0: And, and maybe she she thought it would happen because of something she did not for something other people did to her. And I don't know, it's just more heartbreaking this way because she was prepared but but she was not prepared for this. It's like way yeah. worse. Way worse. You know, she can't control it in any way. Yeah. And I guess she wrote something along along these lines in a diary entry from two thousand eleven.
1: I really do need to create in order to live and feel worthwhile, but it's more than just that. I'm happy with my family, I'm happy about this work. I'm happy that tomorrow morning I get on a plane to Pittsburgh, play a stadium of 60,000 people, then fly home. This ridiculous thing happens to me when I'm this happy. I start feeling like karma will balance it out by making something tragic happen. But I'm trying to just show gratitude as much as I can. Every day, every minute, I'm grateful for being happier right this moment. Yeah. I feel like you're the same person. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind oh, of we... like a more positive ending to this episode, because... Yeah, yeah. We... we could not have ended <laughs> we're, the episode we're with... The... I'm trying... with... She can't do anything but wash. Like, that was not how I pictured this episode ending, but... It's still sad. I mean it's not all positive but we know now mm-hmm. that karma is working her way. Like Yeah. So yeah, which is great. It's great. So now that we know it's a little bit better to analyze this these songs that are so hurtful and heartbreaking and sad yeah. and devastating. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it for okay, the um, Yeah. It is. What are your favorite lyrics from the song? Okay, my favorite lyrics are Smoke billows from my ships in the arbor People look at me like I'm a monster Because, I, I, I don't know It's the scene I can picture the best, the most I don't know how to say that, but yeah I, I just like it that, like, It's amazing, she just... <laughs> as I said in that was last year It's like she's painting a scene with words <laughs>
1: Oh, okay, so it's really last <laughs>
0: year. I think it was last year, but it's so funny, because yeah. that's how
2: but
0: I described true, songwriting when I I studied literature and everything related for four years. <laughs> it's so funny. painting a picture with words. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it's, just, true. it's still funny in my mind, like, <laughs> I literally said
1: that, but okay. What about you? What are your favorite lyrics? Um, <laughs> once I Love tried to help, so I ran them off, and here I sit alone behind Worlds world of regret. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <Smiling laughs> through the pain. Uh, I mean, but, the emoji because laughing with a tear. Yeah. There's literally <laughs> no thing.
0: quote no lyric that can be taken as I don't know happy or positive (laughs) just isn't so no
1: no it's yeah (laughs) yeah okay okay so I guess thank you so much for listening to this episode all the ways to contact us are in the description please give us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends family loved ones
0: yeah see you next week with another very depressing episode
1: (laughs) Yay. Nothing new. <laughs> Nothing new.
0: <laughs> Nothing new that this episode will have heartbreaking lyrics breakdown every single week. So, see you next week. Bye. Bye.